Lower your expectations. Season 3, it's a hockey podcast and Lance, Coach, and Randall. I had muted myself. Hello and welcome to episode 38. Hey, Lance. How are you, Randy? I am doing great. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. If Lance wasn't the Lance is like one of the best people on earth, and he'll put up with me, and I thank you for it, Lance. Uh, we are at episode 38. Uh, I'm calling out Lance uh, for a for a uh, for a big uh, like hockey hug uh, to him and his family uh, because they're all at home now. He's got both of his kids uh, back from uh, wh- where were they playing down in North Carolina, Lance? North Carolina. Yeah, you gotta love it when the hockey family comes back together. It's like that uh uh like that uh song uh from Simon and Garfunkel. It's the uh father and hockey child reunion is only emotion away. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Only a plane ride away. And uh, that's right, only emotion exactly. Uh so today uh we have a treat. Uh we have Coach Raleigh uh has uh has brewed up uh, one of his uh uh like uh, special IPA uh uh yhp wow. youth hockey podcast that uh that has a nice uh a uh, nice blend nice mixture it, it should get us all where we're going uh so coach what do you what, right. what are you bringing to the table today uh hint of hint of jasmine oh yeah and, a, little, um, a little bit of lime perhaps oh, uh, a little bit that. of pear might nope. be in, uh, no. notes of pear could they be notes <clears throat> of pear yes. and apple thank yes. you yeah. a smell just it's 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 in the air smell of a slithering of lavender yes nice uh, just whatever whatever you like yeah. um well my my topic is um i i'm i'm going to uh reference here a book um that uh, was very influential um in on the world in general the modern the world Bible? Are you talking nope. about the Bible, Coach? Are you? I'm not talking get, about the Bible. That's a like much reach. older book. Okay, but, I'm just like wondering if you're reaching out in, in a way that I had not seen before. The coach, now, as far as I know, Coach, are, are you're not a are you a religious man in any way? Um, I would not say that's um, you know I, I no seminary for me or anything okay. like that. No. Okay, because I really you did when you said an old book that I think uh, people should live there. You know that really affected the. World. I, I wasn't I going in Bible. that direction at all. I, you, I'll, I'll I'll tell you what the book is. It's not okay. that. Old. I apologize. Uh, the, the, the Bible is, of hockey. The book is Outliers. Uh, I'm just curious if you guys. I I own it. Yeah. So. Um, in a nutshell, those who have read it or and or familiar with the book, I'm going. I'm just going to assume that even if you're sitting there going, "I've never heard of this book," and you have children, this book uh, has influenced you in some way because it is the book that popularized a couple of ideas. One is the I believe the ten thousand hours to uh, to get good at something thing uh, to gain mastery, not to get good at something because we're all good at a lot of things. But ten thousand hours to gain mastery, coach. right? To gain a to gain a, ma- a level of mastery. Uh, but the other idea that's in there uh, goes involves a study that was done in the nineteen eighties, a social science study that discovered, I guess, and uh, the guy who wrote the the book um, and who and who has a, a podcast that I'm going to reference is a guy named Malcolm Gladwell, Canadian guy. And he uh, he, he uh, had found this study, and the guy who uh, did it, he and his wife uh, had noticed that of the Canadian national team in the early 1980s, 
the vast majority of the players all had birthdays in the first quarter of the year. It was something that, like that'll be six, January, February, and March. Is that correct? Right. Coach? Yeah, yes. And, and, and it was when something like 60, 40, 20, something like that. Uh, like if you're so, so in other words, if you're, if your son or daughter is born early in the year, uh, they have a better chance of sort of being recognized and, and not, and what happened with this is that it wasn't just for hockey. It was, it became a thing that in sort of, uh, started this whole trend of people, um, red shirting their children in all sorts of ways to try and uh, get a strategic advantage, which, um, I bring this up because I was listening to, uh, the Malcolm Gladwell's podcast. He has a podcast called Revisionist History, and it's uh, it's got some really good episodes. But uh, one of them was, I think it was last season, was revisiting that study and and his uh, you know the reasons that he thought this was an interesting story and put it in the book, and then what else has happened since then. Um, <clears throat> so it just kind of reminded me and made me think about this because. Personally, I have two kids, and both of them are uh, are in the, were born in the last third of the year, and so I felt frequently throughout my life uh, as a parent that it was possible that my kids maybe were uh, kind of uh, coming up against this phenomena of being um, judged against kids that ostensibly are, you know, in the same birth year, uh, but, but actually uh, they're, you know, uh, the, some of these other kids are, were, were at the time much more uh, mature, um, just, you know, just by age, they could have anywhere from, you know, four to six to eight to 10 months of, of maturation. Hey, coach, did I tell you about my sociological uh, experiment that I proposed once? Um, no, uh, I'd, I'd like to hear that. Adopting, uh, uh, adopting uh, an entire uh, 15 kids that were born on January 5th or January 1st. The mm-hmm. only you just go around the world and, and try to adopt kids only and make it and make a team and then make a team out of it. just dominate right. baby just right. be like okay these are the oldest kids in the league I I think they're gonna do well uh, go go for it yeah and 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 uh, I. Uh, what I am going to, I'm going to, um, uh, tr- try here and, um, uh, encapsulate what, uh, Gladwell's, uh, take on this at this juncture is, which is that his take is that he never intended for this to be used by people in the way that it has been. His intention was, and his, his hope which he is seen. So he didn't want to see people adopt an entire team of. No. So, so so just using kids as a tool for their own ego was never part of his work. Yeah, he wasn't. And he wasn't Ah, looking for ah. people to, uh, to try and game the system. (laughs) Uh, Even though uh, he said that, you know, uh, this is something that happens to him almost every day where people come up to him and say, Hey, I read your book and that was, and I registered my kid greatest decision I ever made. And he's, and he's like, well, that wasn't what I was trying to do. It wasn't the point of it. And, uh, and uh, apparently, uh, nothing has really changed. Uh, you know, the, when looking at the most recent Canadian national team, 
the guy who did the original study, they went through it and they were just laughing on the podcast because it's, ex it's the same thing. Nothing has changed. It's the, the team is still primarily kids that are younger. And if you don't mind, uh, or older, right? If you don't uh, mind, sorry. for, for well, clarity's sake. Right, yeah. uh, older, sorry, I, I, I meant earlier birthday. Yeah. yeah, if you don't mind, for clarity's sake, we're not saying that people that are born later in the year are worse hockey players in any way, but the people who are born on the 1st of January are the oldest. They get more looks from the coaches. They're taller sometimes. They get more attention, and they get developed more by our society. So it's not like we're saying if your kid is born in November, he is not every bit as good as any other kid uh, uh, born in the year. What we're right. saying is they don't get the opportunities that the kid that was born on January 1st did. So they drop out of the sport more uh, and they don't, well, I don't, I don't not, not always drop out, but yeah, they I, don't, I don't get they don't get raised up uh, because, you know, uh, uh, eventually you would think uh, when when everybody got to a certain age. Uh, that would fall out, right? Because everyone, it, there's no longer a real age. The difference between a six-year-old and a seven-year-old is huge. The difference between a 19-year-old and a 20-year-old is not as huge. So yes. you'd think that would, you'd think that would uh, somehow iron out, but it doesn't because it, all it of those not. kids, that's, that's, that's right. Exactly all of those right. kids that were, were uh, January 1st got treated so specially and got, you know, this warm embrace of the hockey community that they stay engaged and they often stay in the sport at the highest levels possible. And that's why uh, the Canadian national team has a bunch of kids who are born in the first three months of the year. Those right. are the ones that are, you know, uh, that are still playing, even though uh, the, the, the difference between, you know, at 19 years old, the difference between seven months is not a huge deal for some or you know no no I, I, yeah you're, you're exactly right and, and eventually you know uh the the nature of life is such that uh you start competing against a much wider range of of people of different ages uh you know if you get up into the advanced levels of hockey but yes yeah. um exactly. but, uh, and, and the other thing is i wanted to say is that um this is not just something uh, for hockey it's every sport every sport has this phenomena in it and uh, it's been looked at. And if you want to listen to the podcast, they go into a, a couple of case studies because he investigates this with some other uh, some some uh, uh, other sports. Uh, there's an Australian case that he talks to someone that's uh, involved with the Australian national program. And so um, are there other sports other than hockey? I, I haven't even noticed. Uh, Coach. There's ever, ones that are ever since fun. my ever since not my kid. Yeah. Ever since my kid got involved in in youth hockey. Quite literally, I don't even notice any, like every once in a while I'll be walking in a park and people say that other sports are going on around me, but really I'm thinking about recruiting for the next year's hockey team, even as I'm walking, right. you know, right through the soccer pitch of eight years. Well, I've, I've heard it really pickleball breaks up the game too. But, uh... Oh, pickleball. The new, it's the new, it's the new thing. But right. other than that, I don't want to, I don't want to get, go down that road. Hey, well, uh, the, the, the Lance... other thing I want oh. to say about this is yep. that um, it's so it's not just sports and this is part of what you'll hear in in the episode should you choose to look it up which is that um it is academia as well that um the same thing happens and he and he uh, attempts to prove this um in, in a uh by, by uh doing a little experiment that involves a bunch of college students at a very prominent um university so you'll you'll hear that but my point about this really was what i wanted to say about it was look 
Um, if your kid it happens to be a kid that's um, in this in this circumstance, you might it, like it's a fine line between um, being sort of delusional as a parent and just you know or or getting a chip on your shoulder about it, but don't be surprised if you find that you're going to have ups and downs and and situations where you are somewhat disappointed in the way your kid ends up getting treated um because hey just at least go into it and uh, you know with your eyes open and realize that this kind of intrinsic bias exists um and you know there now there's plenty of kids that um uh, that are late birth year that um that are ahead of the game and and some of those kids are some of the best players but but just you know, statistically, you look at this. There's a good chance that your kid may be uh, one that falls into this circumstance. And I would just say, um, you know, in my experience, I I often said to people, um, you know, hockey as a sport and an endeavor is just it's not a sprint. Um, it it feels like a sprint a lot of times to people, and a lot of people want to make it a sprint. And you're going to, you know, unfortunately, th there's a lot of, I guess, coaches that maybe don't realize this uh, or don't care about it or whatever. Um, and so, it, you know, there's a there's a good chance you might find that, uh, you know, your kid might be um, not quite uh, as as competitive. And and yet, you know, based on based on just a snapshot in time, that snapshot in time where your your kid's going to be compared to other kids that uh, might be a little bit more mature than they are and and then be judged as better, better, better hockey players. And then, like you were saying, Randy, what happens is this snowball effect as it, you know, it the kid makes, you know, doesn't make a team and then they, uh, you know, then the other kids do and they go on and they play a higher level of hockey, they get more competition, they they have more practice, all these things happen. And the end result is maybe by 18, the, there was a kid that could have been just as good that was six months younger and they become discouraged and given up or, you know, or and, and certainly maybe didn't have the same opportunities as the older kid. So, um, I tell I, you in, uh, in, in, they have an attractiveness, uh, uh thing as well in, mm -hmm. in, there's a university study that it, how, how attractive you are raises your grade <laughs> up to, I'm not kidding. And, yeah. and, and people were really pissed off during the, um, uh, during the COVID, uh, outbreak because you couldn't see the students anymore. And right. so some of these very beautiful students started getting bad grades in the middle of COVID because they couldn't see, uh, the, the kid and the kid couldn't charm their professor or, and or their teacher. And so uh, there was this, uh, there was this great equalizer for, for ugly people during COVID. Uh, somebody, somebody wrote, by the way, that wasn't my, my quote. Somebody wrote this article about how COVID finally made ugly people cool. Uh, it brought everybody down to their, you know, to whatever. And I, I thought, oh, that's just hilarious. You know, there, there are all kinds of biases is all I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's into, also, there's also gender based biases. Yes, of course. That, uh, there's been a lot of studies about. Well, and you say Gladwell also did something on IQ uh, and he like separated out uh, a study on IQ. And in fact, they found out that like having a high IQ does not make you a more successful person either, uh, right. which is another chapter that I think is, is, um, you know, it's, it's quite an interesting read. Uh, and, um, 
and you say it's in a podcast form. I, I don't know if I'd trust a podcast. I mean, who listens to podcasts? Right. I mean, I don't mean to be the first to bring that up. Lance, I mean, as we have proven, any you. three idiots can do one. But uh, yeah, exactly. No, but uh, Glad Gladwell's uh, one is, um, you know, it's it's not it's not his book uh, done as a, you know, whatever it's, it's, uh, he, he tackles all sorts of stories that I don't believe he's in general written about. Right. Um, so uh, most, th this is just this, honestly, this is one of the few I can think of that I've listened to that um, he actually references something in his book. Um, but you know, he, like I said, there's another take to it, but I, I, my whole point was, I, I want to get Lance in here. Lance has not yes. talked for 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and at this point, the, the people at home are probably saying, is Lance, uh, in this podcast? Uh, did he, did he come to the note session? Is he part of uh, what's going on? Lance, I am uh, studying my do, notes. Do you have anything to add, uh, to David's points, uh, about, uh, the Gladwell or the, uh, the uh, birth year stuff. Is there anything that you've run across in your time in hockey? I meant think about. Uh, I meant the guy's got such valid points. I mean, imagine one kid was born on January first, and the other kid was born on December thirty first. You know, they're the same birth year, but like you said, they're just gonna they're gonna be. At the young ages, it's just the world of difference between oh, the two. There's a reason why third grade always loses to fourth grade in kickball. Do I mean <laughs> there's a reason, Lance? Right, they always lose to fourth grade. And, uh, exactly. and you know, there's a situation of like the kid who is, let's say, born in November, and on uh, that's on my daughter two, on, on two year teams, you've got, um, you know, that 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 kid that was born in November. It could be playing with kids that are literally more than two years older than them. That's my daughter right there. She's born November twelfth. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So uh, so um, yeah. No, she is. She is. Uh, she, I think she. I, I don't know if she feels that because the girls' game is a little bit. I think a little bit less uh, developed uh, than the boys' game. I mean, everybody in a boys' AAA team is is an amazing player. Uh, everybody in a girls' AAA team. Uh, um, I, I would have to say, uh, in my experience, is not. Uh, there are some very good play. You know, you know what I mean? Like, they're good. But I would say a boys' AAA, top boys' AAA teams, everybody is uh, is amazing. Top, top AAA girls' teams uh, at this point in California, that is probably not the case. Uh, and that's not to cast any dispersions on the, uh, you know, uh, on our aspersions on the... Um, uh, right. on the game i'm just saying that's my experience uh, uh we played on the top peewee team in in california last year and uh, and it was you know there were some very very good players and and there were some players that were uh, much uh more developmental than than i think you see on most boys teams and that's not saying mean things it's just looking at you know skills development and seeing it you know uh, also triple a teams are usually birth year this one uh there were three years there were people 2010s 2011s and there was actually a 2000 you know all the way back uh there was a, a three-year gap in in the triple a team which is you know you can imagine that's just very hard for for a kid three years younger um uh, although she, you know she did fine i'm just saying you know it's not quite the same as boys well yeah and and uh it especially like you're pointing out at the younger ages i mean mites to mites to squirts uh lance you've talked about this before about a team that um you know was an underage team 
and then you noted uh, they were competitive in the season, and then you did a scrimmage, as I recall, and the team that your team that was a, the older year just um, shellacked. I believe yeah. curb stomped was he said curb stomped right. right. They they um yeah they smoked them. Uh, put it yeah you know the up. year before. I mean, they battled, they probably split the season series and then uh, we won at the state championship, but it was tight, like 2-1 game, 3-1 game. And then we play them the next, uh, the next fall. And you could just tell everybody on our team had grown and no one on their team had grown. And when we played them, it was like 10 to one or something. Yeah, and you see this inflection point at... Uh from Pee Wee to Bantam, the game changes quite a bit. Um, there's a lot of dynamics that change there. There's sometimes a kid that is very successful at Pee Wee and then the Bantam game happens and they're suddenly, uh, well, well, you know, it's somewhat natural too. You could have a kid that's 12 going on 13 and suddenly he's got a check and there's a kid that's uh, 14, almost 15 and, uh, you know, is going through puberty and uh it's it's a lot of bad things happen in that situation you see some right very small kids that are uh, not as mature getting just uh blown up by uh kids that are starting to look like um, men and that have mustaches and things and that that happens at these inflection points so um i would just say uh, as a you know be aware of it uh my advice is try not to, for your kid, try not to focus and make it a, uh, you know, something where it becomes uh, an excuse. Uh, you know, don't be defensive about it, but, but by the same token, I mean, you can look at it and, uh, and, you know, maybe analyze it. I know for, for my kid, there was any number of years where he was the youngest player on the team. And I think um, looking back, there was plenty of times when he got, treated like he was the youngest player he might that might have been warranted because he was the youngest player and he was sometimes not as mature but i then and i think about you know uh like a year where he was in the group of kids that were older and we had some younger kids and i really felt like uh you know uh, there was at least one of those kids that was very very immature in many ways and uh it wasn't a good fit there was uh, maybe a better option there for that team where they could have had a kid that was older, that it would have done better. But, um, you know, that, with that said, it's one year. So, you know, kind of, uh, I'd say, you know, be cognizant that, that this is something that happens and, uh, you might have a coach that really has no idea, um, or just doesn't think about the relative ages of the players at all. You realize, Coach, that uh, somebody's going to come up to you someday and say, hey, thank you for that podcast. My wife and I counted back from January 1st and decided to have a child on uh, on this day. We, we decided to conceive on this day just because of right. you, Coach. And then hey, you're going to have to like, your you're kid is, come in the eye and go, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. If your kid is, uh, you know, um, due to come out like uh, December 31st, just... <laughs> Oh you my know, God! Just no, tell him to hold no, on for coach, it. No, don't do this. <laughs> We're already sliding in the ratings in 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 Hungary. We can't let this go any further. Oh come on! It's uh, you know you can you can 
let it bake for another day. It's it's not it's not a problem in most cases. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, Dave, yeah, my coach is going to have everybody pulling out their calendars and ovulation charts and well I think sure. that this is this is the scary thing I think it's already happened that's that's you know uh that's the reality of it, of the world a lot of people uh you know okay guys just so you know their kids and your intercourse dates should be April 3rd through April 9th <laughs> April 3rd through April 9th. That's what uh, that's what the that's what the calculator says online. Everyone, please line it up. Make certain you're ovulating. I don't know how you do that, but please, if you want a January 1st baby, April 3rd through and, April 9th. And and yeah, I mean if if you want uh yeah. some advice, if you want a uh some management of this, uh they're you know we charge for our right yeah. randy's got a little side business he did i know he doesn't like to advertise Consulting. but uh and 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 again it's not just oh, it's not just you know uh oh. it's not just for your sports it's for academia <laughs> as well so <laughs> oh my god coach that would be such a great and just like have the you know have the uh conception date calendar out and just like you know move it around yeah like a you know you just tell them like, like yeah you should start having sex around april 3rd okay <laughs> april 3rd right if you don't mind you know if Maybe, you want to be uh, yeah. yeah you know um let's get let you know take control of this situation make sure your, your kids playing triple a on on the first line exactly you to, do to not handle. want a a double a child do you really do you so right oh exactly. my god coach i'm so sorry i had no idea it was going to go there uh lance you have anything else or uh, should i wind this program down we can wind it down unless you have a quiz i've been waiting for randy to give us these pop quizzes lately the pop quiz I have today is uh, how many uh, Krispy Kreme donuts did my son eat uh, when I brought down a, uh, I bought a dozen and uh, my son, uh, I went upstairs and uh, how many did he eat while I was grading some of my final timed writings? Lance I'm, I'm, Raleigh? Now, were these, were these all original glazed or were there some? Uh, no, choc all chocolate uh, and chocolate oh, sprinkles. Geez. It was a mixture between chocolate uh, frosted and chocolate sprinkles. Wow. One well, child. I, I, I have three kids. I have three kids, but I only had one child at home. So uh, uh, you, you say four. I, I'm going to say six. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Both of you had had the right uh, idea with even numbers. It was eight. Oh, eight donuts. Wow. I know. There were eight donuts crushed by the time I went downstairs. And I looked at that kid and I, I honestly, I didn't even know what to say to him. I was just like, dude, is there? A, never mind. Right. There was no there was no there was measurement no, of his no, blood sugar at that no. moment because and also like I, I believe there's no scale that that could absorb that. Yes, and the oil saturation. I believe he was <laughs> shining or glowing at that point because of how much oil was coming out of his pores. Right. Uh, I love the kid. Uh, uh, he is uh, fantastic. Uh, goes to the gym every day. Uh, a good a good kid. I'm sure he has to keep those muscles uh, fed with something. But eight Krispy Kreme donuts may be a little too far. Uh, for most of you out there in hockey Isn't that land. the great thing about yeah. uh, that age, though? You, you oh, can yeah. just say, you know, when, when kids are working out and stuff, they literally can't eat anything. 
Oh, the kid. Like, yeah, kid, I, I, I ate those. I ate that ate, ate donuts, Dad, and, and I washed it down with a, a, a half and half quart of uh, half and <laughs> I half. I was gonna say like a, a Pepsi or something. Oh no, no half and I remember I had a friend that was like so thin during high school. He would like drink half and half, and I would just be like, "Dude, <laughs> you are disgusting." Yeah, I mean that's that's I good in some coffee, but I can't imagine just drinking that. Like he, yeah. he would drink. He would just he would get like a pint uh, or like a. Uh, no, uh, two pints, uh, like one of the big uh, uh, things of half and half. And, uh, you know, uh, we hadn't, we didn't even drink coffee then. So he couldn't drink it in coffee. We were like 15 and he'd like be drinking his half and half. I'd be like, dude, man. Oh, right. I, That's hard. It's so hard That's to watch. It's gotta be hard to watch. It was, it wasn't deep. Anyway, thank you all for listening. You don't have to watch us. Uh, th- that's a good transition. Thank goodness you don't have to watch us at Youth Hockey Podcast. Uh, but you can uh, reach out to us. And please do so at youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com, youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com. And if you review us and you mention Coach Raleigh, he will come over and give you a free car wash for every mention and five-star rating. So all you need to do is rate it, put Coach Raleigh's name in the rating, and uh illegal wow. uh, contact you uh will go the right week. into uh onto yeah. the schedule the right calendar. it'll write on the calendar it'll get uh, uh put right in there uh so hey i may do a review myself uh you should uh coach raleigh does a great job I've with got, the uh with i've the, got the whole year the turtle wax uh, 30 35 open yeah. don't yeah. worry there we go so thanks for listening and we will see you at episode 39 <laughs> Remember to visit Gabe Gifford Hockey. The link is in the description and the webpage below.